Hey, yo, yo, y'all can't stand right here. In his right hand was your man's worst nightmare. Loud enough to burst his right ear, drum close range. The game is not only dangerous, but it's most strange. I sell rhymes like dimes. And welcome back to Dimes and Rhymes. Follow us on Instagram, dimes.rhymes. Dimes underscore rhymes. Come dimes on, Dimes underscore Brady. rhymes? I'm already underscore. messing it up. I'm already messing it up. I'm, I run the social media page. I should tell you what's I've going on I've never even here. seen it. I've never been on it. <laughs> I don't even follow that account. <laughs> Didn't even know he had an Instagram. Yeah, dude. Well, it's some news, some new stuff going on. We got an Instagram. Make sure to follow us. You can be our thirtieth follower. See our faces. We're on there. Yeah, we're on there. We're out here traveling for the pod. We'll talk about that a little later on. You excited for for our little pod episode two coming back? Episode two. I'm I'm more ready than I was last week. I think so as well. Like a little I'm more prepared. A little bit more prepared. I think that's a good way to explain. A little it. bit more excited now that we've watched some basketball. Yeah, well, I've been watching basketball. I don't know well, about preseason you. preseason doesn't count. Oh, that's a good point. We're watching people on 10-day contracts out there. Matt Ryan. <laughs> Matt, no, Matt Ryan's a baller. Yeah. Don't, don't, <laughs> Matt Ryan's shooting 25% from the field right now. Such a baller, huh? Hey, at least he's getting out there shooting. That should have been me, you know. <laughs> Who else can shoot on that Lakers squad? They, they tried to get me on that squad. I was, I, I was playing for their practice squad, but uh, I tripped on my own shoelace i tore my meniscus oh yeah dude that was last yeah. this is past summer right last yeah. summer yeah I yeah was, last i was playing summer. in the summer league yeah 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 i, I was I, one I, of those guys cleaning the floors with the the mop and yeah, then they yeah. were just like hey rag boy they, they saw me you, shoot right? a three before the game so they called me over that rag boy they called you right <sighs> yeah yeah hey well you know not all nicknames are great nicknames but i didn't think you were gonna say it on air oh it's okay well now all, all of our fans know so rag boy almost made the lakers squad but you know, you are five three, so it's not really a good look to have them, you know, pick you up. Oh, it doesn't matter. I could shoot better than any of them on that team. Oh, most certainly. What They're, did they shoot in their in their first prison? Twenty five percent. Is it ten for for forty? Ten for forty. You have to try to be that bad because the league average is like a thirty four percent split. They're shooting like nine percent under league average. Let's talk about it. Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah. The, so the, what we said about the Lakers before their first season opener game, it was obvious it was true yeah it was spot on so so Braden and i traveled down to sacramento or up i actually don't know which way sacramento is to the left we went to the left where sacramento is um and we were able to see the sacramento and lakers preseason game so this was the last game of the sacramento kings preseason schedule i think that was the last one for the lakers as well the finale for all teams of that day um yeah, and it was an absolute curb stomp of a show like the kings i think played uh, De'Aaron Fox maybe 15 minutes and he yeah. scored like 20 points mm-hmm. um, and they won by 47 <laughs> it's a bit embarrassing but my favorite part of the game was seeing the Lakers check in people against the Kings starters and we had to look them up we didn't oh, know who they yes. were yeah, we that, said who is that guy nothing is better than somebody comes out there and we're like who who is it that's a my player and I watched the that. Lakers a lot last season and I, you know, I guess I wasn't keeping up but a lot of new faces, people. though. A lot of new faces, though. Cole Swider is out there. He's some. He's a, someone getting some minutes. He played in their opening game against the Warriors the other he's night. He's definitely a player. Yeah, he definitely gets there. paid by them somehow. He's on the team. He's on the team. He has a number and all. His name's not on his jersey, his, though. His name, <laughs> he also was wearing a different jersey. Yeah, though. they also call him Ragboy as well. It was like well. a little, like, worse quality. It looked like it was, you know. It's one of those fan like jerseys. Jersey yeah. or something. <laughs> It's an Adidas jersey. Everybody else wearing Nike, and he's wearing some Adidas jersey. That'd be wild. Yeah, no, so we went to the preseason game. Um, I had a blast. I've never been into the Golden One Center before, and so what an awesome arena, by the way. Oh, yeah, super cool. The yeah. big open area on the like the front is right. insane. 
yeah, it's it's wild. Like you walk in and you're like, am I in the stadium already? Like where are my seats? Right. Am I in the seat already? It's very open. I, I don't think I've been in a, I guess one of those newer stadiums because a lot of them are like that now. I think. Yeah, and people are just sitting wherever. Yeah, I know. It's one of those open seating. Yeah, like, we should have done GA. that. The whole we were, stadium's GA. Yeah, we were sitting at the very top. I felt like I was above the, like <laughs> vertically above the the court. Somehow it was wild. LeBron looked like he was my height. But five three. <laughs> to be completely yeah, five three. To be completely five, honest with you, from our seats, we had a pretty good view. Oh, I definitely. thought it was gonna be a little worse than that. For, what did we pay like thirty bucks after fees or something like that? And it was like very good. And I was like, Whoa, I can actually get down with this. Right in the middle of the court, like the the two K view is what I like to call that. Like yeah. you're playing two K. Yeah, yeah. That's like perfect. It was a really good view. Um I think my fit my biggest takeaway is that De'Aaron is he's that he's that he's him for real. I mean Against that team, yeah, I think anybody sees him, you know. I know, the but Lakers. His open his his opening game. So we'll talk a little bit but about he, he is. opening night. But opening night, he the Kings may have lost, but he went crazy, like thirty three seven and seven. Yeah. It's like is like amazing. I think he's like I said last week, serious candidate for slipping in as a first time All Star. And there's a lot. There's a lot of competition in the west right now so that'd be really cool on that team he can easily average enough to be an all-star i think yeah but i think the problem is like they need to win games to be completely honest with you yeah i agree yeah any other takeaways from traveling and the kings have some cool jerseys oh yeah cool old school jerseys i got those that mitch richmond check checkerboard jersey Mm -hmm. oh what a fire jersey yeah they got some cool in their shop they had a bunch of really cool yeah like jerseys i've never seen before they had a on print Jason Williams jersey mm-hmm. like his face his, face his body his legs and stuff like dang that's some Jason Williams leg on that jersey yeah but everyone at the arena kept kept bagging on me because I was wearing a Lakers jersey and I'm not really a Lakers fan you know it's just a LeBron jersey but mm. they didn't they didn't like me there well yeah you got that that jersey from like a swap meet on the back it said LeBron James but it was spelled with it was two spelled e's wrong, yeah right? it was two yeah. e's yeah it, it actually said LeBron James on the back it said his first name and his <laughs> yeah, last name that on would the back be crazy. of the jersey but it's like LeBron and then you click the enter button so it goes to the next line yes. James so instead and of it going across one it's like two it was number lines. 236 <laughs> it's a crazy jersey it's wild yeah well 236 that's how many points he has this season so far it's oh. how many points he needs to average for them to win games at least yeah and and half of those are going to be three pointers because no one else can shoot. Yeah, that's a that's a bad team. Yeah, so opening day we watched a, uh, a you know two games go on opening day is the Warriors game and the oh god what else was on opening day first game of the season? Let's uh, pull it up real quick. Warriors Lakers and the Celtics played. Oh, the Celtics Sixers. Yeah, that was Tuesday. Yeah, so yep. um, I was able to check in for the Warriors Lakers game. I ended up turning it off about halfway into the fourth quarter because I was like, the game is over. Why am I even still watching this game? Yeah. Uh, the Lakers are a sorry team. It's you know it's just going to be hard for them to really keep up with no shooters. Kendrick Nunn shot really well. That is yeah. it. He's the only person that had like – and when I say shooters, I mean three-point shooters, to be completely honest with you. But Nunn shot really well from behind the arc. LeBron shot okay from behind the arc, and that's it. Everybody else is just missing. Matt Ryan shot one for three, and it's like the only reason you play is to shoot threes. Like you need to pull up, actually. 
and they lose one game and there's already memes i've already seen a meme of lebron says miss the playoffs like (laughs) people are already saying like this team needs to make moves to to actually they've lost one game yeah and that's how bad they are like you can watch literally one performance of them and know that this is like a fundamentally bad basketball team yeah it is and you know they have who are they run that lineup that starting lineup did you see the starting lineup yeah uh it was Russell Westbrook, Patrick Beverly, Lonnie, Lonnie Walker, Walker starting, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and it's like I, I'm just be completely honest with you. What kind of lineup is that? I don't even think they ran that lineup during the preseason. Funnily enough, they ran different lineups each time, and I don't even think they ran a three guard, like two forward. I guess mm-hmm. Davis is a big, but he's like a shooting big. Like he's not really like a right. big like. Joel Embiid is a big, and so it was just a really weird it's lineup. It's so easy to guard that lineup because they no one can shoot. So no, not a single they, one of they them They don't can have shoot. to worry about Lonnie Walker, Russell Westbrook, Patch, Patrick Beverly, like beyond the arc. They, all they have to do is guard LeBron and AD, and, you know, Russ is going to run in and try to get fouled. It's weird that they didn't start none over uh, Walker or, or literally any of them, but, yeah, none is, like, the only actual shooter, and— they're running a three-guard lineup. Why would you not want a guard that can shoot? Lonnie Walker is, like, walking around. Lonnie walked around. Yeah, Lonnie, yeah. Yeah. Lonnie that, walked home, too. Yeah, he was in, what was he they doing? They didn't let him on the bus. He had, like, four points or something. And it was, watching that game, I was just like, this is embarrassing, to, to be completely honest with you. He was, like, four, five, and three or something yeah. in 20, over 20 minutes. Like what, Where, what Triple you, single type beat, what do you, you know what I mean? Are you even playing? Yeah, Westbrook had a good game, though, but Lonnie Walker, yeah. like, why is he on the court? And then none off the bench has, like, 14 or 15 and went, like, three for five from three, and it's like, okay, maybe he should be playing, question mark? Mm-hmm. And there's no hope, though. Like, they're only missing Dennis Schroeder, and that's that's it. Yeah, that's their lineup right there. Another guard, by the way, Dennis Schroeder. What is going on there? That's such an odd lineup. Like what? What are they thinking? We can go on forever about the Lakers because they're who knows where their minds are at right now. But I think they're going to blow it up midseason. They need to win this year. Um, this is just a LeBron pass Kareem season. I don't think I, LeBron knows that this is not going to work out. I I would agree with you. I think that's probably where his mind is a little bit. But I mean, like, look at the West. Look at the teams. They're stacked. It's unbelievable. Where would the Lakers even maybe play in? I, I don't even That's know. what I was thinking is maybe a ninth seed to slip into the play-in. Maybe. Oh, maybe. No. It's just too competitive. Terrible. But uh, it is interesting to see that Philly-Celtics game. Super competitive. Um, a lot of great – like the, the matchups that they were running was yeah. very interesting. James Harden had a pretty solid game except for that one clip that everybody is sharing where he – Dropped somebody and then and air balls. Airballs it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a bad clip, but but he had a good game though. Yeah, he had, he had a really, really good great game. game. He He's good. looking like dark horse MVP type. Like he was like, dang, if he can play like that as like the second guy behind Embiid, because Embiid. I never would have thought I heard James Harden and dark horse MVP in the same sentence. Seriously. Well, now because he was just legit MVP. Oh yeah, while. he was unbelievable. But he's had a few off. Yeah. Off James Harden's years, still like All Star level years, but not James Harden as we know him. But I don't know if you watched that the game at all. But yeah, I did. The Celtics, the way that they were covering Embiid is really cool because he loves to catch it in the left post and you know hit that turnaround and then you know up and under and go back under. Um, they would double him from the top, like from the free throw line, um, and he couldn't score. Like he, he was really throwing up a bunch of bricks, and that's where James Harden started going off earlier on. Um, yeah, and, and Embiid kind of figured it out because they kind of. He stopped catching it on the left post, and he started catching it at the free throw line, so he could go to the left or to the right. Yeah, but yeah, it was so interesting to see the Boston Celtics team, who is 
you know, that team is known as a defensive first team because of their old coach. And now they have a new coach, kind of a new system a little bit defensively, but they're still locking people up. They still um, have Marcus Smart. Yeah, he's good. He's a good defender. Him and jo- Watching him and Joel Embiid go back and forth with each other is, is great. I mean, Joel Embiid looked like he was playing in the playoffs. I don't know. Yeah. Taking it so, I would, so seriously. Yeah, he was, like, really going competitive. And then Marcus Smart is – what was that quote he said after the game? Like, he's lucky I, I would have – cracked his skull yeah, open. Yeah, cracked his skull open or something something wild like that. And it's like, what are you talking what about? Joel That's Embiid would, would put you in a dumpster. M- Marcus Smart's, like, 6'2", right? And Joel's, like, 7'2"? He's got a he's foot a on him or something? He's than 6'2", probably. But. I don't know. He's a, he's a smaller guard. I, he's not yeah. even the best defender on that team, though, which is so interesting. Robert Williams is the best defender on that team. He didn't even play. So, mm. yeah, that's a good team. Really good it's defensively. Malcolm Brogdon is probably the best pickup this offseason, low-key. Like, you know, DeJounte Murray and Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. These are huge pickups, but Malcolm Brogdon fits that team. Yeah. Um, and having somebody like that coming off the bench, former rookie of the year, like, yeah, he that team can freaking play. So it's fun to watch them. Yeah. I mean, let's let's talk about the Eastern the Eastern Conference. Yeah. So really you this episode we're gonna Celtics? be you know, we focused a little bit on our experience in Sacramento, talked about opening day a little bit, but let's get into what really matters. Let's talk about the Eastern record, Eastern Conference records, right? Over-unders, we talked about last week Western Conference, seeing a little bit of what they have, but mm-hmm. Eastern Conference is a lot more top-heavy for sure, and then they have some teams here that I'm like, oh, this is a we're going for victor season, you know? Yeah, uh, can I can I start with the Celtics? Yeah, let's start with the Celtics. I mean, they're, they're predicted to win. Uh, on these Vegas odds, and they're at a 53 and a half games. And honestly, I got them winning too. I mean, I'm not going to take any hot takes here, um, but we saw this team in the championship last season. Um, they didn't really lose any of their key players. I think if anything, they're the same or better. Um, I, I like where they're placed at right now, and I, I think they can easily win the East. I can. I think they could easily run it back uh, to the championship. Um, I mean, the Bucks and the 76ers are second and third on this list, and those are two great teams. But the Celtics, you know, they have that experience. It seems like they're every year they're so close. Every year they're they're right there. That Jalen Brown, right? Uh, that that uh, Jalen and what's his face? Jason. Jason, Jason Tatum, Tatum and oh uh, Jalen Brown. Uh, are just like right there every year and you just like hate to see it, you know. It's so interesting to see like the narrative has shifted because last year they started so bad um, and, you know, Udoka was trying out some new things defensively um, and once they started clicking, they were like, oh, this might be the best defensive team in the league and they went to the finals off of that system but now they have that connection, they have those familiarities. Like we said, 53 and a half, I'd say it's probably over. Um they're probably going to win more than 54 games. That would be my imagination. Yeah. Especially with I how agree. bad the lower end of the Eastern Conference is. They're going to be dominating some of these lower teams. And if they're looking this good against Philly, and Philly is projected as, you know, the third seed in this conference, Boston is going to – they are the top heavy, them and the Bucks, in my personal opinion. I think They're they so have, fun to watch. Yeah. Oh, wow. What a team. Let's go down to, you know, a, a very interesting team here. Washington Wizards. We have them at 35 and a half here on this projections. The Vegas thinks they're going to win 35 and a half. God, this team confuses me. I, I, I'm looking at this team. Um, I watched their first game. Kyle Kuzma 
looks like a fantastic player. He looks like uh, pre-LeBron Kyle Kuzma, which is good because it's kind of he is like a little bit of a playmaker. He needs the ball in his hands a little bit more. Bradley Beal has gotten better shooting off the catch, and he's obviously the best player on that team. So him, at Kuzma and Beal are really good together. But then we look at the rest of that team, and it's like God, these they're so injury prone. Mm-hmm. I, they're they are probably the they have such high potential if their people are healthy, but they have people that are like always. And Bradley Beal can't play sixty minutes a game. No, it's so, so I don't know. I don't know what I would say for. I'm gonna say maybe under. Maybe under is good, or just like right about where they're placed. I like. Right. Yeah, that's a hard team to really. To I really wouldn't judge. say that interesting is a good word to call the the Washington Wizards, but they're gonna try and be competitive. I don't think they're gonna try and bottom out like some of these other Eastern Conference teams. I just don't know. If Bradley Beal is competitive. To. Yeah, I don't know if they'll be able to float to the top like that. Yeah, I want to go to the Magic, who are predicted to win twenty six and a half games. <laughs> Uh, the second to Magic. last, the Orlando Magic. I'm gonna go over, over 26 and a half. I'm gonna go over 26 and a half games. Okay, I like that. I was gonna say they're going to win 27 games. So over by point five. Over by point five. Okay, that's what I have them. Um, I think they can win more games than the Pistons. Oh, I agree. Well, the Pistons is they're trying to bottom out. They're trying to they're trying to get real bad real quick. But yeah. I got the Magic, uh, winning more. You are are you being biased right now? What's going on here? How much I, more? You think you're going to be in the 30 win range? Probably not. No. I just feel like they're better than the Pistons, and I feel like they're better than the Hornets, who I both have going under. Yeah, they're both really bad. Um, I'd say, yeah, they're going to be at 27 or 28 games. They're going to go over just barely. Um, I mean, so you have them going over by just just a half, just yeah, a hair. a game and a half or a half, okay. barely over. But okay. some of these players I'm watching, I'm like – they're great players to watch or they're great in 2k like um, <laughs> they're great in 2k <laughs> yeah like markel Fultz and gary harris and terrence ross like those are great 2k players but they're not as consistent as you would like them to be they're mm. like all jr smith type players you know what i mean where they can all have great games and then the next game be very bad so their averages look fine but they're just not consistent game wise mm-hmm. so i just think it'll be harder to win games especially in the east with such top heavy teams Philadelphia is going to cream this team. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So I mean, any of those top five teams are going to cream this team. Um, their team looks fun. Paolo looks fun. He might win rookie of the year. I was really high on Keegan, but with Keegan being out with a small injury right now in Sacramento, Paolo starts as hot as he is right now. You don't need to win games to win rookie of the year. You right. can win 20 games and be the rookie of the year. So he looks like he is going to be a future superstar in the they league. Um, but... What are your thoughts with Detroit? Their over-under is projected to be 29.5, which is higher than the Orlando Magic. Yeah, I don't—I think they're going to win more games than the Hornets, like I said before. But I'm not taking any, like, bold takes here. Uh, I think it's fine where they put them at. It's, like, a very safe place to put them at 29.5. I'm going to go slightly under. Under. They're going to win— Okay. They're going to be probably right around where the Magic is. 27 games, 28 games, right there. Um, 29 and a half, they're like on the cusp of being in a 30-win team. I just don't think so. The West, anytime they play the West, they are. who are they going to beat in the West? They might not even beat a top 10 scene in the West. They're going to struggle against the Lakers. They're going to be fun to watch Jaden oh. Ivey and, and Cade, but... Yes. It, and they have Bojan, but other than that, like who... 
who's going to be who's going to step up on that team to, to win them games i just don't right. know fun team really fun to watch super athletic people jalen duran have you seen his highlights Jalen Duran? Yeah, he's their um, new rookie center. He no. dunked on – oh, God. His dunk from the, that first game was dirty, disgusting. He's, like, hanging from the rim on with one hand. And I'm like, this is just dis- – this is I like think NBA I saw the dunk, jam. But that's yeah. it. So disrespectful. He's, like, like, yelling and stuff. And I was like, this is wild for somebody like this. This is his first game. He's dunking on people like this. Fun. He's so much fun to watch. But it doesn't mean they're what's good. The, what's the West equivalent to this team, like the Rockets? God, yes. I would say they are the Rockets of the East. Fun to watch. A lot of really fun players. And just I don't know how much they're going to really do with that kind of fun energy. They're going to run at a very fast pace because they have a lot of younger players, but I don't really know if that's going to do them that well in the long mm-hmm. run. Yeah, it's a fun team to watch, but I don't really know how many games they're going to be winning with a team like that. More than the Indiana Pacers. Indiana Pacers at 23 and a half. They are going think? to win more games than the Indiana Pacers. Yeah. Who is on that team? Other than, I have to as a Sacramento Kings fan, tell you right now, Buddy Heald, Tyrese Halliburton. Other than them? Other than them. Who is on that team? They're predicted to get last place. I don't think they, I think they're, I don't even, I think they're going to get second to last place. Behind who? Or in front of who, I should say. The Charlotte Hornets. The Charlotte, wow. Yeah, I have no faith in that team. No faith in Gordon Hayward. (laughs) Yeah. I'm confidently saying I have no faith in, in a Gordon Hayward-led team. If it's LaMelo so Ball is not playing. It's so sad. The Hornets are the equivalent to the OKC Thunder in the West. It's so sad because it felt like last season and two seasons ago, you only saw Charlotte Hornets highlights until they lost their actually good players. Yeah, Miles Bridges is gone. Bad guy. You know, but they didn't get anything for him. He's just not on any team. They just lost. They just took a big L. James Booknight, he didn't even play last year, if we're being completely honest. He's like a, once again, like a 2K guy, fun to play with in 2K. House of Lamelo has come to an end for now. As long as he's on that team, the the House of Lamelo is over. But they're they're not the worst team in the league, as you saw from the opening night. Like we said last, last week. The San Antonio Spurs. They are the actual worst team. They actually, they have nobody on that team. Keldon uh, Johnson was it's their bad. leading scorer with like 20 points even or something. And it's bad because we, we're like in a time period where almost every team has like a, a crazy like good player, like a, like a 2K 95 or more overall. But yeah. then you look at the Spurs and it's like, should they just disband? And like these players should just go to a different <laughs> they team. Just, like, like they should start selling their game worn jerseys to try and build up more revenue. They don't even have jerseys. <laughs> they have like rec league. They borrowed the jerseys from the UNR Intramurals team. Like I Greg think. Popovich, I saw him. He was coaching a different team the other night. <laughs> Did MJ sell his stake in the Hornets? Or I don't think so. Is that that is not? Or he, he he's still he, well. He he's might still a part of the organization. I would might I would probably sell. disaffiliate. Yeah, for yeah. now. Well, what he might do is he might sell his portion of the team and then ask to be signed on as a player. He might try and attend for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. attend. Di- no, no, no. Like he's he's a two way, a two way okay. contract yeah. kind of guy. You know what I mean? I see, I see it. Yeah, he can definitely play better than whoever they're probably starting as shooting guard. I'm sure. And shout out to Cody Martin. Yeah, shout out Nevada. You know, Cody Martin might get some minutes this year. Cody Martin's the only defender on that team. Look at the team, actually. Yeah. Who on this team plays defense that's not a Martin twin? I think there's only like eight players on the team total. I don't even think they have a bench. <laughs> like they, 
They have no. There's nobody even sitting there. They have you with your rags sitting there. Yeah, no. They just have a bunch of empty seats on the court, or they just bring down fans. Yeah, to they come bring sit down fans the and they sell those seats so they can make some more. They money. They just go look for people with jerseys in yeah. the crowd and they just put them on the seats. She's like, oh, that's an Alonzo Mourning jersey. You want to come sit the courtside? <laughs> doesn't doesn't matter who it is. They're just no. With Lamelo Ball not playing, it's just going to be tough. And it, and they're going to pull a, a OKC Thunder. They will sit Lamelo Ball. It's if so they are wild losing that... by five, instead of trying to come back, they will want to lose that game. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy to me that they even dropped Leangelo Ball. Like they don't want an extra hand on their team. I mean, look at their who could they have rather wanted on their bench? I think they dropped Le, I think they dropped Leangelo for Theo Mladen, the old like fourteenth man on the Thunder, which is funny because oh. we're already bagging on the Thunder. But um, I I thought it's like a good PR stunt. They had the Martin twins together, and it would be cool to have the Ball brothers together. They didn't do that. I don't know why they didn't. It would be funny to ha- like sell the jerseys in the stadium. I think they just think it's a sick joke. Like sign them for ten days, sign them for the G for the <sighs> the preseason. They they just keep doing that to him, like in different teams. Right. I don't know. I, he's, he's fine. Sick. He's not really that good to be completely. He's a good shooter. He'd probably do well in the Lakers right now with the lack of shooting they have. Yeah, funnily you, enough, you think everyone's going to do well in the Lakers? Though. Well, I keep looking at that squad and I'm like, they need to trade for somebody that knows how to shoot a ball. And I was like, whoa, me and Braden might get contracts with the LA Lakers. We can go down to LA. Half the people in the the fitness center right now would be good in the Lakers. Seriously, they have no. But Cole Swider is playing. I'm pretty sure Cole Swider is t- a business management major here at UNR. I don't even think he lives in Cole LA. Swider was in my lecture today. I mean, so, Matt, Matt Ryan is my <laughs> uncle. Distant uncle or like close relative? Uh, neither one. I just call him uncle. Ooh, whoa, that's interesting. Well, he looks like he could be related to you. We, when he came on the court, number thirty-seven, we were like, "Who is that?" I yeah. looked it up. I'm like, "That's Matt Ryan." You're like, "No, it is not." I was watching the game with my my friend David, and we were like, "Number thirty-seven is that his age or what? What is, <laughs> what is happening? Is that, Who is that?" It's just not very exciting. Yeah, it's like Deladova. And Deladova. Yeah, he made the Kings roster. Matthew Deladova. He's like. We were watching the – oh, we need to talk about that real quick. Quick sidebar. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. So at the preseason game, they play Delavadova for some crunch time minutes, right? This is like the end of the game, five minutes fourth on the quarter. clock. Yeah, fourth quarter. They're we're up, up by, by 40. 40. Yeah. Matthew Delavadova is running a full court full press. Court press? Only him, though. He's like covering – who was running point guard at that? Probably Lonnie Walker, right? And he's like full court pressing this guy, and he's like Lonnie Walker's like sweating out his ass because Matthew Delavadova he's locking him up, he's yeah, clamping he's him, jumping at his knees and stuff, and he's like, "What am I supposed to do? Like this, this, this dude is like fighting me for this ball, yeah. and we're already down by forty points." He, he looked like he was fighting for his spot. He he was, and he got a spot. He's on the contract probably because of that game. I mean, he was shooting shots. I think he scored. Like, yeah, a few he's, times. he had like nine points by the end of the game, and all of the they were all with two minutes on the clock. He scored all of them. He wasn't missing shots. Yeah, and he was playing insane defense the whole time. I think they're just that they want him on the team because that's the closest thing they'll ever get to an NBA championship. Oh, that's so that's so dirty. They're like, like hey that? Matthew, show us your ring again. Yeah, <laughs> and they all take it. In the locker room. Oh, they all borrow it to take Matthew. Instagram photos with. <laughs> Next up after the Charlotte Hornets, that was a big sidebar, but that's okay. I got Hornets going way under. 33 and a half. Yeah, Hornets I agree. way, way under. I agree. They are going to be the worst team in the East. That's my guess. You hate to see it. I do hate to see I, it. I, I hate to see Gordon Hayward not succeed, too. I just want to play League of Legends with him. I know he's a... Oh, I know he plays is he a games. gamer? Yeah, he I plays, didn't know he, plays, he streams League of Legends on Twitch. That's I why I like him. How many people are watching Gordon Hayward Twitch clips? There's nobody 12. watching. 12. Yeah. I mean, and you're one of them. 
Yeah. Oh, I was 10 of me and my whole family. Yeah. All of your distant relatives. They're all listening to this podcast right now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Grandma? Don't, don't look at the Instagram followers. <laughs> yeah. Don't check our dimes and underscore rhymes Instagram followers. You'll see Toy Bell after every single person's <laughs> name. Hey, geez, I didn't know you had so many relatives. Is this a cousin or an uncle? I'm not. Is this Matt Ryan, your uncle? <laughs> We're getting followed by Matt Ryan on the Lakers? Jeez, another sidebar on Matt Ryan. Let's talk about the Toronto Raptors. We were talking a little bit about the Raptors before this pod started. Vegas says the Raptors winning 45 and a half. I'm going to go over. What? what? Under? I thought you were about to say under. No, no. Are you going under? I could see them being an eighth seed. That's not what we're saying. 45 and a half. But they're listed as the eighth seed right now. I mean, Vegas has them listed as the eighth seed. I can see them going over. You just you can't count them out. I mean, with Nick with Nick Nurse, you can't count them out, right? Yeah, and I have them going a little bit. I think that some of these teams above them that are listed as above them are not going to be as good because they don't have that consistent chemistry. We'll talk about one of these teams next, but yeah, I think this is this team is going to be able to win more than forty five and a half. I have them over. I'm very confident in their defensive abilities, and I think they're very similar to the Grizzlies, where they don't really have a deep bench, but they don't really need a deep bench because they have so much flexibility and like a hybrid ability in their starting lineup, their starting five. Let me ask you this though: out of all of the teams that are listed above the Toronto Raptors, the Atlanta Hawks, the Cavs, the Heat, the Nets, the Sixers, the Bucks, and the Celtics. You have the Raptors over any of those teams? I have them over the Hawks for sure. Just the Hawks? And I maybe have them over. The Nets are labeled as the fourth seed here. Vegas has them as 50 and a half. And I have them right there, 50. Mm -hmm. That I can feel comfortable saying 50 games, a little over 500. Um, I think the Heat win more games than them. I agree with you. Um, I think the all the other teams are probably lower than them. I, I don't know. It's such a weird team. Um, oh God. I think I, I would comfortably put them at like a five seed. Yeah, the Brooklyn Nets. The I Brooklyn agree with Nets you. at a five, five or six seed. seed. That's what I would also say. Um, but since the East is so top heavy, their top six teams are all probably going to be around fifty wins, mm-hmm. and then at their eighth, ninth seed are going to be. 40 wins like there's going to be a 10 game gap between their best teams in the league and their worst yeah um so yeah brooklyn nets 50 and a half we'll talk about the heat now because we both kind of talked about them just in a second 48 and a half um i'm always big on the heat i'm a big jimmy butler fan i'm pretty high i I have the heat going over oh so do i 48 and a half is they're gonna win 52 games that's my guess okay 52 games that would be according to these would be like the second seed That'd be the. I have them as my third seed. Third seed. I have, yeah. I have Celtics as two and Miami. I'm fine with with fourth, third or fourth. Yeah, I'm very high on them. They are a playoff. It's team. hard not to be high on them after watching them the last couple of years. Dominate. It's like you, you just know they play really well together. Yeah. Um. They have guys that really want to win. They have expertise. They have veterans. You know, they bring back Haslam every year. <laughs> uh. You know, it's they got good coaching. It seems like. Okay, they, they have all the parts, you know, where, where are we at? You know, why aren't we in the championship? Right. Or we are in the championship, why aren't we winning the championship? I like the team. I think, you know, having Oladipo off the bench is... They definitely played play together better than the Nets. Oh, without a doubt. Jeez, they're so cohesive, the Miami Heat are. And 
and the nets are they're almost scary to watch sometimes but yeah it, the heat are just a very cohesive lineup great defensive lineup shout out to caleb martin the other martin twin he Can't is about caleb. an unbelievable defender i don't know if you are able ever to watch him but he almost always is like top five in charges drawn because he's such a smart defender he is super intelligent defensively like he knows where to get into the right positions knows how to poke the ball loose they know how to use him too yeah which is good they it, run like him once at, they figured out how to use him they run him as like a hybrid four a little bit he's small he's like six five ish but they're running him almost at a power forward position because jimmy butler is such a great playmaker yeah. they want him on the wing they want jimmy butler he shoots playmaking he, he'll he'll put up a few shots yeah and he's like a stretch four they're playing him like they would play a pj tucker mm-hmm. but that miami heat team is going to be really fun to watch and i have i'm very high on them next what up. about the milwaukee bucks Ooh, fantastic question milwaukee bucks here listed as the second seed 52 and a half one game behind the celtics i hate to be the guy that just agrees with all of these odds because that's that's boring that's lame but why not? They, they they placed him there for a reason. Second seed's good. I'm 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 over on this. You're over. Yeah, I think I, they're I, gonna be the over, first seed. but st- oh, you think they're gonna be the first seed? I think they're gonna be first seed Milwaukee, second seed Boston, third seed Miami. Okay. I'm looking right here at the box score. They just beat Philadelphia tonight. Right. Um, and Giannis almost has a triple double, 21, 13, and eight. On let's see what his shooting splits are. Three blocks. He's just like an unreal human being. I'm so high on the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't know if they're gonna win the championship because that's just so hard to tell so early on. But I still think the Celtics are a better basketball team. But yeah, I mean Giannis is easily MVP candidate. They're a deeper team for sure. The Celtics, the Celtics are. are deeper. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna talk about the Chicago Bulls now. 41 and a half, labeled as the ninth seed. Vegas has him as Chicago Bulls 41 and a half. Where are your thoughts? You tell me first. God, the Chicago Bulls are such an interesting team. I have them slightly under. I think they're going to win 41 games. They're going to be barely below 50, 41 and 43. That's what I think they're going to go with. The only reason I'm saying things like this is because looking at their lineups, looking at the lineups that they're probably going to be running. Mm Mm-hmm. They're going to need to flex around their injured players, the players that aren't going to be playing as many minutes. They need DeMar DeRozan to put up 40 a game to win right That's now. That's their issue. And they just don't have that. They're going to be hyper-competitive because when people like that ball, although I think his injury is pretty long right now, but when they have these players coming back in their lineup, they're going to be good. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to be a top eight seed. They're just not going to be as competitive as we'd like them to be because of these injuries. I agree with you. I think that the injuries really kill them. And, you know, I think it's it's an opportunity to watch DeMar be MJ, just like a different version of MJ. Right. He's got the braids night. and everything. Yeah, yeah, where he just gets to go out and just, like, shoot whatever he wants. And that's fun to watch. But for winning basketball games? Yeah, it's going to be tough. And, and the only reason it was so efficient against the Heat recently is because he wasn't missing. Mm. So when he plays like a normal basketball player again, it's he's going to need to – there just needs to be more. They're not good enough defensively. DeMar DeRozan is average, if not slightly bad defender. Andre Drummond is washed defensively. He's not like he used to be. And, and honestly, he was never really that great of a defender anyways. He's just a great rebounder. Nikola Vucevic is never a good defender. He's just efficient offensively, or yeah. at least was. Now he's kind of washed as well. 
Caruso is an all-defensive type player, but he can't lead. When it was Caruso and Ball playing together, oh my, that defensive team was unreal. They were like top five in the league defensively. Yeah, and what was it like pre-All-Star break? They were one of the top seeds. Yeah, they were one of the best teams in the league. And then Ball went out, Caruso went out, and they fell because defensively they can't keep up. Even with Levine. Yep. Even with Levine and DeRozan putting up crazy numbers, you can't stop anybody. There's just not enough room for this team to fit into that Yeah, in the East. Yeah, and like I said, they're just going to be 41 and 43 or something around there, hovering around 50% mm-hmm. as the 8th or ninth seed yeah. in the play-in. But I like that team, though. I like, I'm, I'm a fan of that Bulls team, but they just need to be healthy, and they're not, so it's tough. The Cavs? 47 and a half. They have them as the 6th seed here. Cleveland Cavaliers. I think you're high on the Cavs. Uh, from what I've heard you say before, Trace, you like this Cavs team. And I don't know who doesn't like this Cavs team. Uh, you know, you got Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, Kevin Love, uh, Okoro, uh, Garland. Like, th- th- there's just so many. And now they have Donovan Mitchell. Like, th- this team, they have the defense. They have the offense. What? What's stopping this team from from being over? I got the Cavs over. I have the Cavs over. You know me pretty well. I love good defense, and this is going to be a very good defensive team. I have Evan Mobley right now. So good. As my defensive player of the year candidate. I think that he's going to win it this year. He was last year probably the best defensive rookie we've seen since Tim Duncan in the 90s. I was just going to um, say yes to the best defensive rookie, but maybe since yeah. Tim Duncan, okay. since Tim Duncan, because Tim Duncan, when he came in, they were like, oh, wow. Like David Robinson was getting older and they were like, who are we going to replace him? He with? has an extremely high ceiling. Unreal. He, especially defensively, um, he's going to be yeah. very similar to that BAM type where he can cover one through five. We see him locking up point guards, shooting guards. The only thing I wish that he'd be a little bit better on is he's, he gives me that Hassan Whiteside, like he wants to jump. Um, Hassan Whiteside is like a huge when he was in his prime averaging four blocks a game but he wasn't really a good defender though he's a good shot blocker like he can time a block really well but all you have to do is like get the ball up and like bounce pass it down to a low man and they'd get a free layup Mm -hmm. sometimes he does that like I'd say like one of every 15 possessions I see him make a play and I'm like oh that's a bad defensive play but he's so young he is so young once he learned, once he, he's going to be watching that film and being like, oh, I shouldn't jump there. Like, I should stay back. I should catch that lob pass, or I should come back, and I should tip that. And he progressively got better last season, yes. and you could see that progress. So Yeah, I had him as my rookie of the year. I love Scotty Barnes. He was fantastic. But I was like, Evan Mobley was defensively unreal. Offensively, it's looking a, a little not Tim Duncan-y, but you have Donovan Mitchell on that team now. So yeah. every hole you had offensively is now filled with, you know, top three best shooting guards in the league so yeah i'm, I'm so high on that team the I everything love the, uh the robin lopez jared allen two centers. yes those are two like some of the best centers to watch play in the league they're so fun yeah jared allen is so much fun he it, he will always jump with somebody which is my favorite thing about him is he he is going to jump even yeah. if he knows he's going to get just absolutely embarrassed he'll jump for it and I just hope that they don't fall victim to the Donovan Mitchell defensive hole. And uh, they're going to have to carry on defense. I, I See, I agree with you that Donovan Mitchell is he is a defensive liability. He's not, he's not a good defender at all. Everybody 
hates on Rudy Gobert because so it makes Gobert look like he's getting played off the floor. He's not getting played off the floor. Well, they just draw but him when out. They're running, they draw him out of yeah, the, the, the When they're pain. playing five out, Rudy Gobert cannot cover somebody on the wing. But so, neither can Donovan Mitchell, though. And Donovan Mitchell is the same size as these guys. Rudy Gobert is like seven, you know, seven one, seven two. He's too big to cover these smaller, faster people. Donovan Mitchell is fast as heck. He can keep up. He doesn't want to, though. He does not care about defense. It's kind of sad because you want to see like Garland develop a little bit more before they brought in Donovan Mitchell, but or at least I did. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Garland, and he's a fantastic playmaker. He's a top 10 best playmaker in the league. He can score. He can get the ball to players that need to get the ball in their hands. He's so much fun to watch. He has so much confidence now. And he gets hurt in the first game. Yeah, it's tough. Hopefully he's doing okay. Hopefully hopefully they work that out because I don't really trust their backup guard situation. But, yeah, I think that they'll they'll figure it out, and, and they have a very deep team. They have Osman off the bench. They have <laughs> Love off the bench. Don't say Dean Wade. I'm not saying Dean Wade. They Thank have Okoro off the bench. I'm not talking about Wade. Um, but, yeah, they have— I'm talking about Dwayne. No, 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 not D. Wade. The other D Wade. The other D Wade. Somehow another person named after another famous athlete that is worse and white. Dean Wade is a white. It is like some tall, lanky white guy, just like Matt Ryan. <laughs> and his highlights are him getting cooked. Yeah, him getting just shattered. Um, yeah, it's a fun team. I'm very high on them. Defensively, they're unreal. What other teams have we got here? We have the New York Knicks to talk about, 38 and a half here. Labeled as the 10th seed, so barely in the play-in, this, this claims— well, I think they're. I think they're going to win more games than the Bulls. You th- what? You think that Barely, the New York though. Knicks are going to win more games than the Chicago Bulls? Watch it happen. Oh gosh, that's a big one there. I think the Knicks are fun to watch. They're going to be competitive. They're going to try and win games, similar to the Bulls are. I have them even thirty-eight and a half. They are going to win thirty-eight or thirty-nine games. I think they're going to be like two games away from the Bulls or three games away from the Bulls. I'm not that high on that team. They don't have enough consistent offensive pressure for me to be that excited to I mean, watch Jaylen them. I mean, Jalen Brunson, though, gives them some, some consistency. Yes, he's the most consistent offensive player on that team for sure, other than like Evan Fournier. If Julius Randle can, can can get back to his like all-NBA form, then uh, yes. I don't think that's going to happen. They will win. Uh, that's not going to happen. If he can get back to that level, he they can win. They can win more games than the Bulls for sure. But if we are evaluating Julius Randle as he is right now, uh, they're the, going to win 38 games. The Knicks are just, like, not deep at all. Um, they got D. Rose. What are you talking about? Oh, they got D. Rose. <laughs> That's it, though. That's the only guy they got. They have Cam Reddish. They they preyed on Cam, Reddish, Cam Reddish's 22 the other night against Memphis. They still lost in overtime, but they needed Cam Reddish but to like, have they a 20-point game. Though. The New York Knicks? I mean, against the— the Grizzlies? I know, but... Like, taking him that far? Taking him to OT? Yes. With Cam Reddish's 20 points off the bench. He's not going to be averaging 22 points this year. They still lost with him getting 20-point game. So, if he puts up 10 points like he might for the rest of the season, they're just not going to be... They're going to try to win games. I just don't think they're going to be able to. I mean, is Julius, with Julius Randle as, like, their primary scorer, I, yeah, yes. you, you just kind of wonder, yikes... Brunson's consistent, Yikes. but he's not, like, the one guy. He's, like, a every man. He's, like, a glue guy, but he's, like, the best glue guy in the league. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why he was so good with Luka. He can get 10 assists and 10 points and 8 rebounds somehow. You know what I mean? But he's not—they need somebody to lead that team offensively. 
and it's going to be Randall or Barrett, and Barrett wasn't looking that hot the other night. Um, he looked borderline awful. And He's, he led the game. Julius Randall led the game in rebounds, or not the game, the team. Yeah, and, and R.J. Barrett led the team in missed shots with 15 of them. So, you know, and just back to like— Poor R- I feel bad for R.J. Barrett. It is a cool team that is not going to win many games. They're going to try, though. They're not tanking for Victor Webanyama. They're no, in a, they're no. in a, like a— Not after they did that trade. We need to sign someone big, not—we need to lose to pick someone big. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, 38 and a half. They're right around there. 38 wins, 39 wins. That's my guess. What's next? Think, what are, do we have one team left? I think there's one more team. Ooh, I think so as well. Um. Oh, actually, I mean, did we talk about the 76ers? We have not. What other team we are you We didn't talk at? about the 76ers or the Hawks. Oh. Ah, ah. Let's talk about the Hawks. Ah. So the Hawks are, ooh, once again, controversial take here, but... I don't think the Hawks are going to be as good as people think they will be. 45 and a half, they have them as the why? seventh seed. My big reason why is because they do not have a cohesive enough lineup to run. Their starting five is fantastic. That's not at all what I'm worried about. I'm mm. a big Trey Young fan. I'm really big on DeJounte Murray. I think he's super underrated. But then I keep looking at the team, and I'm like, I don't know – just how they're going to float to the top of the roster that they're running right now. Does that make sense? It feels like a, a team that I'm going to play on 2K and I'm going to have such a good time playing. Like, it's going to be amazing, but, like, the depth of this team is lacking. They're running a nine a nine person lineup because they have no depth at all. Mm. They're running, like, Aaron Holiday off the they bench. They have two Holiday brothers. Yeah, they have, they have the two Holiday brothers. The two that are not as good as... The as good the the good as one, Drew. yeah, as Drew, they're running Justin and they're they're not just playing them; they're playing them over fifteen minutes a game. They have no depth. It feels like they just have Trey Young and you know they're they're like starting four or five, and then the rest of the guys are just like, go give them a break while they get some Gatorade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, go get the towel. Yeah, no, seriously, it's uh, get out of Trey Young's seat. What are you doing? It's it's fantastic to watch a team that is built around like two primary playmakers, DeJounte Murray, Trey Young. So much fun to watch. They both had a double-double with points and assists this last game they played, which is so much fun to watch. It's so much fun to watch just great basketball like that. And then you look at the roster and you're like, there's no depth. I, I don't know if they like, if if their intention with DeJounte Murray was that this, this team's going to get farther. I mean, I mean, obviously that's what they want, but it feels like, they have to know where they lack, right? They have to know that they're playing both Holiday brothers for twenty minutes. Yeah. Uh, and and I like Aaron Holiday, by the way. I think he's a cool player. I do not well, think Justin Holiday cool is very player good. Cool player, but good player. Yeah, I guess you're right. He's cool to watch. Um, Justin Holiday. I don't know why you would play him fifteen minutes, but they are actually playing him fifteen minutes a game because they yeah. have no one else that's playing. But especially with Bogdanovich out, the um, Bojan Bogdanovich, the yeah. former king. Um, he's awesome. He's so much fun to watch. He's been injured for a while now. He's got a really bad injury history. Probably not going to play many games this year. And if, when he is playing, he'll probably be off the bench, a good six man. That's it, though. Mm-hmm. There's no other guy that is like, that's their bench core. They don't really have a bench core. They need to play Trey Young for 40 minutes a game. Yep. 
And, and DeJounte for 40 minutes a game. Yeah, and they're just sweating out there. So they're going to average 20 and 10, but it's they're not going to be good enough to last in the playoffs. I guess especially. they just, like, they know the formula with Trey Young, and they, they know it works. They know he can – if he has the ball in his hands, they have a chance. I, I guess – that's just what they're going to rely on, and that's that's what's going to happen. I mean, they go to the playoffs and they win games. Yeah. So it's like, you, how can I sit here and say that they're not going to do good when we we know what Trey Young can do? I agree. I think it it you know he can be that guy. But when you are playing forty minutes, but a, a game, championship team, forty minutes a game for eighty two games of the season, and then you have to play forty minutes a game against teams that are game planning against you right in the playoffs it's not just like every other night it's we are going to be playing you for seven games a series at max mm-hmm. we are game planning to stop you he's going to be so tired they have no way to load manage that they have no it's not like the clippers where they can have Kawhi only play 65 games and win the finals they need to play trey young for 40 minutes a game for 82 games it's like braun in 2018 yes yes he needs to be but trey young's not at bronze level yet you know what right. i mean and so yeah, I just don't have a lot of faith that this this team might have a lot of really good runs for the first 20, 30 games in the season, and then it's going to hit them that they're like, dang, uh, my le- my legs are giving out. Like, I need <laughs> I need some pediatrics. And, and what happens when DeJounte or Trey Young is, is are hurt? Oh, they're not going like they, to they make the lose. plan. They're not going to make the plan. Who's going to lose games? They're going to have to start Justin Holiday if one of them oh, gets hurt. No. <laughs> so I don't He's Justin Holiday's the type of player right DeAndre now. DeAndre Hunter out there shooting 40 shots. Justin, <laughs> he had like 20 points that yeah, first he did. game. Um, Justin Holiday's that kind of player right now where <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't even pick him up to for like a free agent signing in 2K. I could do an expansion team and I wouldn't draft him. <laughs> hey, he had 18 minutes and and three points though. And three points? Three points. Hey, let's go, Justin. He's cool. He's like a cool bench guy, but he shouldn't be playing 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Mm. And they need him to play 20 minutes because who who else is going to play? I have (laughs) lack of faith. And it's funny that they still win, and Trey Young goes one for nine from for three. Yeah. Wow. But who are they playing though? The Rockets. (laughs) What are we What are we talking about here? Yeah. So Atlanta Hawks. I'm going under on the Atlanta Hawks is 45 and a half. They're going to make the playoffs. Just don't know if they're going to be as good of a team as people want them to be. Mm. Okay. The 76ers, this is the last one, 50 and a half. Where are you feeling? Mm. I got the six, the Sixers. Honestly, I think the the Heat will win more games than the Sixers. Um, barely below. I think the Sixers are barely below what they are right now. I have them under as well. I... It's it's hard to. They're a fun team and they are good, but they don't float as much to the top as they should. Tobias Harris is on a huge. Con- he's overrated. I'm just gonna say it. I'm I'm kind of dodging okay. myself around this. He's on a massive contract and is not performing enough to fulfill that massive. He's like the fourth best player on that team, if that maybe. They will take yeah. they'll take Embiid, Harden, and Maxi over Harris, but Harris is making so much money. I don't know if they can go all the way with this lineup here. I love Embiid and I love Harden, but the Harris needs to. They need to clear mo- more money to have a player that is better than Tobias Harris. They should have signed re-signed Jimmy Butler all those years ago. I've always been saying it. 
they wanted Tobias for some reason, even though he's not a good defender. And he's like almost an ISO scorer now in, in his like career where he's not really like a catch and shoot guy mm-hmm. as much as he used to be when he was younger because he's slower now. So he can't get to the spots as he wants them. So he has to get, he has to get to the spot with the ball in his hands. Yeah. He's been looking bad actually these past <laughs> two games. He's just yeah, not he, been he only had good. nine points, um, four for 10 shooting. Yeah. It's, but it's, I feel like it'd be difficult to play on an NBA team with James Harden. What? What is that? What does that even mean? Like, how do you even play with James Harden on your team? What are you I, it just about? seems like James Harden goes out there for forty minutes and just does what he wants to do. <laughs> they are, uh, you know, with Doc Rivers running that lineup. That's kind of Doc's vibe. Is Doc likes to give a playmaker the ball to play make, and you've been seeing that with Joel. Joel Embiid has been like playmaking recently, but that's Doc. Always. Doc Rivers did it with Paul Pierce back in Boston. He did it with Chris Paul in L.A. He just gives – he's a huge, like, we'll let the offense run through this one guy. So you see Harden kind of – They have the defense. uh, Philadelphia does, yes. Yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. They have a really good defense, but I just don't know offensively. That's one of my biggest gripes is offensively. Hmm. I just think that there's going to be too many spots for them to be attacked offensively. So I don't trust the process. You know what I mean? Oh, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Oh, I think I know what you mean. Yeah, I think I know what I mean, too. Hashtag Tobias Harris is the most overrated player in the league. That's my that's my claim here. Is that a hot take? I don't is, know. Is he overrated? Is his contract about? He gets paid so much money. What are we? T- are you kidding? Give me the number. <laughs> Tobias Harris is the most paid player on the team. No. <laughs> at $37 million. No. He makes $4 no. million more than both Embiid and Harden. Harden makes $33 million, and Bede makes $33 million. They need to fire whoever gave him that contract. And you know who they picked? They signed him the year they could have signed Jimmy Butler. But they picked Harris. They And Jimmy Butler's talked about it before. They He literally heard, let's pick Tobias. Like, can you manage Jimmy? No, let's go with Tobias. That is disgusting. Watch Tobias have like a MVP season. Just go off after you said well, that. Well, he's going to need to start averaging 60 these next two games to make up for his nine-point stinker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, needs to even out and average 30 by getting 60 points in a game. Tucker's at 10 mil a year. They, you know, they have a younger team with like Maxi and Springer and Paul Reed and Shake Milton. Cool, yeah. fun players. DeAnthony Melton's a lot of fun. He's a good defender. PJ Tucker's House. a great defender. Daniel House is cool, but they, I just don't think they can get it done with like a team that is paying Tobias Harris $37 million because he is just not offensively he's just not good enough offensively james harden is huge with james harden is better with better offensive players around him and right now he's relying on tyrese maxi and joel Embiid to bring all the attention james harden is better with better offensive players around them or his team is better his team is better he's probably not averaging as much as he would like to yeah. but he is better when he's not by himself or the team is better when he's not by himself and I just don't know. You're passing out to Tobias Harris, and I don't know if I'm going to cover that jump shot. Didn't James Harden have P.J. Tucker on that Rockets team? He did, yes. Yeah. That's, a t- yeah. that's a Tucker-built lineup is that 3-and-D like kind of player. Yeah, like P.J. That. Tucker's a great signing. He's a fantastic pickup for the uh, Philadelphia 76ers, but it don't matter. Tobias Harris ain't good. All right, I take your word for it. Brings that team down. Um, yeah, those are our those are our Eastern. But I'm giving him, I'm giving him a phone call as soon as he he does good this season. You're gonna be like, what are you gonna say? 
what am I going to say? Yeah, what are you going to say on the phone call? I'm going to play the recording of you of you saying You're he's so the most sick. overrated player in the league. He is, at least contract-wise. Nobody's really talking about Tobias Harris. Most overpaid player in the league. Uh, that's probably a, that? probably a more comfortable thing to say. But 30, There's some overrated players. $37 million for mm. nine points? Boo. I'd boo that. That's bad. That's bad basketball. And he's not a good defender. It's not like he's making up for it on the other side of the field. The other side of the court. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. The field. the field. He's not making up for it anywhere else. He's... Just a bad, not as efficient offensively, not a good defender. They only need him to get a few buckets, too. Yeah, he only needs to average 15 a game, 16 a game on high efficiency, but he's not even doing that. It's not like he has to be the main ball handler, but that's our Eastern Conference. Got the Sixers going under. Under, on my side. You said right about there. Yeah, I'd say say right about there, but I I said a little under. I got them much under. I think that they're going to not win 50 and a half having them the third seed here is wild I, I, yeah Embiid's great though talk about some positives Embiid is he might win MVP but and if James Harden plays like James Harden come on yeah but I just don't know with this this lineup if they move some stuff around and made it work I think it's possible but with mm. this lineup right here I just don't know if I have as much confidence all right awesome so what's next last thing of the day talk about in this little podcast our rhymes here now Mm-hmm. Dimes and rhymes. Gonna introduce a fun idea here. So, we were wondering how do we bring music, that musical inspiration, into this show a little bit more, a little bit more direct as well. We came up with a pretty fun idea. We're thinking of picking a random album each week, listening mm-hmm. to it, and then coming onto the show and giving it a review, like yeah. our own personal favorite track, stuff like that. I think the like the original idea was like. I wanted to do different albums, like pick a different album, but the, the way that you twisted this, uh, so we're both going to listen to the same album. Yes. Uh, and then pick our favorite songs, talk about them, give recommendations, say how we felt about them. But we were, we were kind of thinking, how do we find an album that neither of us has listened to? but would wa- we would want to listen to. You know what I mean? Like yeah. something that we would be interested in that's like similar to our taste already. But we've never heard it. But not just completely random. So we made a Spotify blend playlist. So it blends our like musical tastes together, things that we listen to that are similar, things that we listen to that it thinks each other would like. Mm -hmm. And then we went into like the recommendations and it gave us songs that neither of us have heard before that it thinks that we would like to hear. And so we picked a song um, and we picked the entire album of that song. It's specifically called A Connection of Fleeting Moments and Daydreams by Orion. I listened to the first three seconds of the song I clicked on, and okay. I just stopped right away because I was like, Don't spoil it. This sounds interesting. I think this will be cool. It was the very first recommendation, and we're going to listen to that album. Once again, it's called A Connection of Fleeting Moments and Daydreams by Orion. Okay. Gonna we're we're going to be expanding our music taste. Yeah, and sharing it with y'all. And sharing it with y'all. Our Dimes and Rhymes fans. All right. Yeah, so that's so the that's introduction. Next week. That's the introduction. We're going to be listening to that album throughout this entire week. We're going to bring it back next week, share you our thoughts, favorites, things like that. Thank you for tuning in to Dimes and Rhymes with Trace and Braden. Friday, 1 o'clock, Saturday, 9 p.m. Give us a listen. We're always here. Just going to be talking about basketball, rhymes. We appreciate you. You can follow us on Instagram at dimes underscore rhymes. We're going to be tagging Matt Ryan soon, so keep an eye out for that. Support us. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you and have a wonderful night.
I sell rhymes like dimes, the one who mostly keep cash, but brag about the broker time, joker rhymes like the issue just having to see me trick, classical slapstick rappers need chat.